Have you ever bought and or sold a house? If so, maybe you made an offer or accepted an offer with a contingency. A contingency means that the sale may or may not happen depending on certain circumstances. Before the deal is completed, some additional criteria has to be met. So why am I talking about real estate and contingencies? Because I think this idea of contingency is a powerful metaphor that we can apply to God. And it goes like this. God is not contingent. And I'll explain what I mean. Loved ones, I'm Bruce, and this is A Bigger Story. The idea of contingency isn't only used in real estate. It's a pretty common word in our vocabulary. And it's also a technical term in philosophy for any event or process that may occur but will only occur if some other criterion is met, just like the real estate deal. If you're selling, you prefer an offer with no contingency, no stipulation that the buyer first has to sell their house or the deal is off. And if you're a buyer, you can move in front of another buyer if that other buyer has a contingency and you don't. So non-contingent is preferable. And that leads us to God. God is non-contingent. If God is all-powerful, infinite, then God can't also be contingent. God cannot be unbounded, unlimitable, infinite, and be contingent on outside forces at the same time. No one or no thing can control God if God is all-powerful and infinite. Well, for any of you theological nerds like me listening out there, let me throw in a nuance. The only power that can in any way limit God is God. God can choose to limit God's self. So in classical Christian theological terms, if Jesus is God, God's own son, then Jesus could have, theoretically, Jesus could have hopped right off that cross. Heck, Jesus could have stopped the ones who arrested him, the ones who tortured him, the ones who crucified him, dead in their tracks, literally. But Jesus didn't. In that moment, God chooses to empty God's self of God's power. So you could say God is contingent on God. But really, that's the same way in a roundabout way as saying that God is not constricted by any outside forces. So at the end of it all, God is not contingent. And why is that important? Because if God is not contingent, that means that you or I can't control God. We can't make God or God's nature or God's divine intention in any way dependent on what you or I do or don't do. Let's play it out. If I say God is love, and I am saying that, but we'll have to defend that idea on another episode. For now, let's just say God is love, all love, infinite love. Then can you or I do anything to change the reality that God is love? Can we put any kind of contingency on God? No, because God is non-contingent. This is one way of understanding the idea of grace. Nothing you or I do or don't do can change God's disposition toward us. And that disposition? Love. Infinite love. I'm pretty sure that this is what the Apostle Paul means in his letter to the Romans in the Bible when he says, If God is for us, who is against us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? 
will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, says Paul. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul throws the whole kitchen sink out there and says nothing can make God's love contingent. Nothing can separate us from God's love. God is unbounded love, and you can't change it. No matter how bad you think you are or could be or have been, you can't make God contingent and neither can I. And I need to remind myself of that pretty much multiple times throughout a day. And you won't be surprised to hear me say that this is all good news for any of us, including the Apostle Paul, by the way. He also wrote to the followers of Jesus in Rome, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. He says he's at war within himself, and he asks who will rescue him. And his answer, God through Jesus Christ. Because he knows God is not contingent. Nothing can separate him from God's love. So the next time you think you've done something that disqualifies you from God's love or disqualifies you from heaven or whatever concept of a loving, infinite afterlife you believe in, if you think you can disqualify yourself because you've made God angry or disappointed with you, just remember that you can't make God and God's infinite love contingent on your bad behavior. And if you're a little too much of a goody-two-shoes as part of some quest to earn God's love, newsflash, you can't make God contingent on you being good either. I'm not saying don't be good. I'm just saying it's not a bargaining process with God. The best goodness flows from us from this centeredness in knowing that nothing can separate us from God's love and that God is not contingent on what we do. If you're trying to love out of this notion that you can bargain with God and somehow make God love you more because you're being better, yeah, nope. God already loves you exactly the way you are. And God loves you so much, God will not leave you the way you are. And the next time you hear somebody say, I think I'm going to hell for this, Remind yourself in them that you can't change God and God is love. And the next time that you're tempted to tell somebody else that they're going to hell for something that they did, you remind yourself and them that you can't change God and God is love. So go live a free, joyful, unbounded life, a life contingent on only one thing, God's love flowing to you, in you, and through you, and flowing to others. Stay in touch, Bruce at BruceCole.tv. Remember you are loved.